Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio, a podcast station dedicated to bringing the body of Christ together through the Word of God, prayer, and testimony. On Truth Radio, we don't allow our past to define who we are, but we allow the Word of God to show us who we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio. This is Joey. Hope you guys had an awesome uh, Thanksgiving break. Whatever it is you did, I hope that you guys glorified God and that you were blessed to be around family and people that you love. Today we're going to get into the book of John. And the what we're going to look at is Jesus uses um, the statement, the phrase, the title... And even God does this in the Old Testament of I am. And God puts it like this, I am who I am. So we're just going to kind of pick apart John and see who Jesus clearly states who he is and just discuss this. But real quick, let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this beautiful December day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come together, get in the word of God that you created for our benefit, for our spirit man's benefit, Lord. May we just pull something new and fresh from it as we dive into figuring out who Jesus is um, as he makes the statement, I am. So Lord, as we look at these seven statements, may we learn something new apply it to our lives, and be a blessing in our communities. Amen. All right, so if you guys have your Bibles, that would be great. Turn to John with me. Uh, we're going to actually start in John 15, 5. I should probably get there too. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to study, like I said before, Jesus says, says um, I am. There's these I am statements that we as humans need to stay away from. But Jesus, who is God, uh, the son of God, can most definitely say I am such and such because <laughs> he has all authority. So, <clears throat> again, we're going to start in John 15, 5, uh, where Jesus says that he is the vine. I'm going to back up just a little bit just to give you guys some context of um, where this is coming from, where it's at. So I'm going to start in verse 1, and this is where Jesus talks about himself being the vine and his followers are the branches. 15.1 I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I think this is an amazing um, section of scripture. First of all, there's the whole um, chapter 15 here in John, but it really speaks to the importance of even as a believer, even as somebody who is faithfully seeking out who Jesus is, it is so important that we stay connected to him. And Jesus even explains why. If you look down into four here, it says, abide in me and I in you. 
as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus, remember, he said, I am the vine. So we need to abide in Christ, abide in the word of God, abide in his laws in order to bear fruit. Now, that doesn't mean that there's there's not going to be pain with that because that's where the pruning comes in that God does, the vine dresser. And so when we start to get uh, uh, pruned in our lives, it's not a comfortable process. But as I've said before, I'm no farmer. But when you prune something, it comes back more full, more healthy. And a lot of people will throw around the Bible verse, we are to live life and live it abundantly. And I believe when it comes to our fruit, that's what Christ is speaking of there. All right, now jump over to John 6, 35. bit of context this is when Christ is Jesus Christ is giving a word to the people and this was after the miracles that he had done uh, feeding the 5,000 walking on water that this is where we are at so we speak into the people not just his disciples but in starting in 35 Jesus said to them I am the bread of life he who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will not thirst But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and and the one who comes to me will certainly not cast out. I will certainly not cast out, excuse me. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. That him is us, you guys, that the last hymn where he says, Jesus himself is saying, and I myself will raise him up on the last days. He's talking about us. Um, So praise God for that. Excuse me. As I was studying this before coming in to do the recording this morning, I had wondered to myself, as Jesus calls himself, I am the bread of life. Is there any correlation between him being the bread of life and what we take on Sundays or Wednesdays called communion, which is a call for repentance and remembrance of what he has done for us and his sacrifice, not only his sacrifice, but to remind us that we are a living sacrifice for him. Food for thought. Alright, next guys, we're going to jump into John 8, verse 12. This is one that really speaks to my testimony. Uh, I will be recording that later today, maybe tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. I keep pushing it back further and further. Um, But as somebody who has come out of uh, literally and spiritually just this this dark realm into who Jesus is, into his light. Uh, Again, that's John 8, 12, where Jesus says, I am the light. And 
and it's cool because you know just to give this some context in eight we're starting up and, and it's about the adulterous woman and how all the pharisees were getting ready to stone her and jesus looked and said to all of them after they tried to trick him and said the one of you that has not sinned can cast the first stone and as they all started to drop their stones and walk away um, in verse 10, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did nobody condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on and sin no more. Then Jesus begins to speak, saying in verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So he called himself the light of life. He is the light of the world. And so if you, if we read down just a little bit further, uh, starting on 13. So the Pharisees said to him, you were not testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. And Jesus answered them, saying to them, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I came from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I'm not alone in it. But I have the Father who sent me. Even in your law, it has been written that the testimony of two men is true, for I am he who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. I love the fact that Jesus respectfully and with authority puts these people in their place and says, even if I was to judge you, which I'm not, but if I was, I would be right. Like that's like, man. Anyway, so Jesus is light. He is the light of the world and he is the light of life. So when we come to him and we call him Abba Daddy, when we call him Christ, when we call him Lord which look up that meaning, what Lord means, because that's one of the harder things to do, you know, is to, is to call Jesus Christ our master. And that's literally what the definition meant was our master. Now, that's a whole nother segment in itself. So Jesus is the light. Let's go to the next one. John 10, 7 through 10, where Jesus talks about being the gate, and this is something that um, I put in our first parable of the day uh, for the Good Shepherd. So we're gonna kind of jump into that for the for the next two of them. So, have John ten parable of the Good Shepherd, and we're gonna start in verse seven. So Jesus said to them again, "Truly, truly, I say to you that I am the door of the sheep." All who come before me are thieves. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Okay, so he's, he's the gate in which we enter into pasture, into a place of uh, rest and, and feeding, and we're no longer hungry. I mean, he's honestly just with the I am the gate, and with this next one, I am the good shepherd, he's pretty much 
putting the last four that we've done all into that one or two um, phrases of I am. So the next one is I'm a good shepherd. And I'm just going to keep reading down. In 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he's not concerned about the sheep. But I am a good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Isn't that a comforting thought even to this day? That this, there was a man who knew who you were before you were born, that chose to die for everything that you ever did, anything that you were doing, or anything that you ever will do that is against his laws and his commandments and that mark that he has made for us to I don't want to say obtain because yes we can live in a, a righteous life but we cannot obtain perfection because that, that was Christ he's the mark so it is so cool that he calls himself not only our shepherd which shepherds bring discipline but they also bring safety and guidance I mean we as the sheep of Christ rely on our shepherd and he's not just a shepherd according to John 10 11 he is the good shepherd let's go to number 6 here where if you just flip one page over John 11 verse 25 where Jesus says I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? So so to give you some context without having to read the whole um, chapter 11 here is... Jesus just caught wind that Lazarus has passed away and they were really close. I mean, this was somebody that Jesus loved. So they're talking to, or I'm sorry, he is talking to um, Mary, who is the sister of Lazarus. Um, And if you guys were, were to continue reading down, spoiler alert, Lazarus was healed and came out of the grave, which was, I mean, just another testimony of who my king is, who your king is, I hope. Um, so he is the resurrection and the life. Last one we're going to go over, guys, is one that we all know. Uh, just turn over, I think, two more pages to John 14. Now, to give this section a little bit of context... Jesus had just sat down with his disciples. He had described to them that he was about to be betrayed. And of course, everybody started to, you know, panic. I think just like we would if we were told that something like this was about to happen to a um, a brother of ours, a leader. And um, so Jesus begins to explain that he's going to be laying down his life. And to comfort his disciples, 
Um, this is what he says. And I'm going to just start in verse 1, chapter 14. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So you guys, if you are ever during this walk, doubting who Jesus is, wondering who Jesus is, who does this God, who does this man, this friend, this helper, who does this deity have of our Christian walks, the purpose, the reason for this season, who does he say that he is, you guys? He is the vine. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world and the light of life. He is the gate. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to him, to the Father, except through him. Thanks, guys.